The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Welcome to Quadruple Z, a podcast where we watch, read, listen, click, and consume so you don't have to. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Quadruple Z, the pop culture podcast where we talk about everything and anything. And today we're talking music with Jody Whitesides. Hi, Jody. Howdy. Uh, Jody and I have go way back. We've known each other for a while now because of Jody's work uh, in podcasting. But Jody also has been all over your TV screens with his music, and he's. I, I like to call him the, the most famous musician you don't know yet. So. <laughs> I like that title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jody is an incredible musician. I love his music. I, I think I fell in love with um, Hero and Unexpected when you did that one. And it's very geeky and fun, but still very po- power pop is what we call it. Um, so yeah. And uh, Jody, how long have you been doing music? Too long to remember. <laughs> I've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and what what got you into doing it more as performance rather than just a hobby? Actually, it didn't start as a hobby. I would say it started as a goal, mm. mostly due to an air band contest in high school. Oh, cool. What happened there? My high school... My senior year of high school, they put on like an air band lip sync style contest thing that groups of kids could sign up for. And me and three other buddies got together and decided we'd do an old Ozzy Osbourne song called Crazy Train. Nice. And so originally I was slated to be the quote unquote bass player of the situation. And... Another friend of mine was to be Ozzy, and he dressed in a robe, and we had a fake bat filled with jelly so that he could bite the head off of it, like the infamous story. And then another guy was slated to be the guitar player, and another guy slated to be a drummer. And in the our quote-unquote rehearsals, <laughs> to make it look like we were performing, uh, it was kind of obvious that the guy that we had picked as the guitar player really wasn't pulling down the guitar part really well in terms of making it look like he knew what he was doing. So we reversed roles. I took over guitar parts. He took over bass parts, mostly because I kind of had an idea that if you run your hand up the neck, it goes higher in pitch. And if you run your hand down the neck, it goes lower in pitch kind of thing. And, you know, we were practicing with broomsticks. Right. So about just... We did a couple of rehearsals like that. It was starting to come together. Then a friend of mine that I knew who already played guitar sat me down, loaned me his Gibson Les Paul, which is like the kind that Randy played with Ozzy, and showed me a couple of places to put my hands in certain points of the song just so I would kind of have a reference of where to place my hand. Not to actually how to play it, but just kind of a reference. And so he let me borrow the guitar for the performance. So I was the only one that actually had an instrument on. We did the whole thing. The crowd loved it. We didn't win for whatever reason. The judges, I guess, weren't really into old heavy metal or whatever. I don't know. However, a large number of my friends kept coming up to me after the performance that day and asking if I really knew how to play guitar because it looked like I knew what I was doing. Mm. So in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, if it's this easy to fool people, maybe I should just learn to do this for real. (laughs) So I started taking guitar lessons 
my senior year of high school and just proceeded to just delve into it full blast and got really good really quick and just continued on from there. That's awesome. I think that's the most uh, circuitous way to get into music. It certainly is a normal way. (laughs) I pretended to play music. Well, and nowadays people do it all the time. Right. Although I really know what I'm doing. I don't know about the other people that pretend. Um, so we, I have you on because we're going to talk about crowdfunding. You're doing a pledge music project, and you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> me to talk about. I, I've really gotten into crowdfunding recently. I've helped back projects and movies and um, things that people are passionate about. I think that it's a really cool idea to have to invite your fans and potential fans in to help you with a project rather than have this giant corporation work on it. Yes, I would agree with that. However, my whole thing was is I was actually technically avoiding the whole crowdfunding thing for a long time, primarily due to seeing so many other people fail at it. Mm. So when I was talked into doing it, I sat down, read some books on it, started doing research and having a lot of discussions about it. And now I understand why a lot of people tend to fail with it. And it's been a very interesting process in trying to do it, so to speak, ahead of the game or having it people pledge money ahead of the product being available. Right. Because in some sense, it's like a pre-order. It is. Very much so. Although it's a pre-order that now comes with lots of personal exclusivity based on what you pledge for. Right. So it's like a pre-order with perks. <laughs> pre-order with perks. It's a good way of thinking it. It's bet, And I like that phrase better than crowdfunding. <laughs> yes, because there's there are, there are different kinds of crowdfunding. There's the crowdfunding where there's no way I could ever do this without your help. And then there's the, the pre-order with perks. It's like, I can do this, but I want you to be involved and I want you to help the, the process and to see it and to have access to me while I'm doing it. Yes. Which is far cry different from going the looking for the investors with deep pockets route. Right. Which, uh, you know, can, can work or not work. And you've had some, some frustration with that route, right? Lots of close calls, uh, over a dozen investors that have been sniffing around and being very interested. A couple that were in the process of pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm to actually fund the money and then disappearing or pulling back for whatever reason. And the reasons are numerous. So it just comes out of frustration, I guess, when the music industry is going back on an upswing and people are like, yeah, I still don't want to put money into it. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's really frustrating when you have essentially what could be considered the brass ring of promotional talent in the industry on your in your corner right and still have people second guessing the whole situation <laughs> yeah because I, I try to explain this um, to people like there's there's levels of people that I will fund and I usually fund people that work with professionals or have done it before so like if I fund a movie it's always people that are have have done a movie it's not like some guy in his garage uh, filming with a tiny flip cam. Uh, and you have a lot of really cool people that are behind you with this project. You want to talk a little bit about those guys? Sure. Uh, my co-producer on this project is a young buck by the name of George Leger III. Actually, he's really not that young. I just want to call him young. 
He has been producing music, engineering, and a tech guru for many musical stars for years and years and years. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, he helped give Nickelback their big break in Canada. Wow. Which is pretty huge. Yes. Uh, but we, so, for all the Nickelback haters, you won't hold that against Jody. <laughs> no, don't hold that against me. George is a great guy. So uh, essentially, that's that's one of my big props there. He's won Juno Awards up in Canada, which is akin to the Grammys here in America. Oh, wow. That's cool. So that's the level of quality that he can produce. He's also recently worked on, on great projects for, as funny as this is, Barry Manilow. Oh, wow which won a Grammy last year, too. Nice. So while he didn't win the Grammy himself, he helped work on Grammy-winning material. Yeah. So the engineer is a guy named Bob. I don't want to give out his last name because he's really not happy with tons and tons of extra promo. And he's also worked with a lot of big-name artists that become a list that's too long to list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass player for my project is Jesse Stern, who is a bass player that I've played with and been friends with for several years. His current big swings of famous bass playing include Hanson, Jordan Sparks, Sly and the Family Stone. So nice. he's also recently been on a couple of reality TV shows oh, that cool. I just found out about a couple of weeks ago where he was coaching and recording, I guess, a reality TV show star who wants to record some music. So somehow he got that gig, and he's on TV doing that, just showing them how to record some stuff, which is pretty nifty. Yeah. And the drummer is Ryan Brown, who is taking over the drum spot from another famous drummer whose scheduling wasn't going to work out. But Ryan has worked on soundtracks for people like Hans Zimmer Mm -hmm. as the drummer for things like Kung Fu Panda. And he's also worked in lots of bands around Los Angeles. Uh, Black Belt Karate is one of them that I can think of off the top of my head. He also is one of the head drum instructors at Musicians Institute, so the guy can definitely play a groove, which is awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. My second guitar player, who's going to be doing some of the second guitar parts when we track everything live, is Chris Hellstrom who is a longtime friend, met him playing through another band years ago, and we've done a lot of projects together. Some of our material has been on television for Fox Sports and a few other things, so that's kind of nifty. He's really into the heavier, darker edge of music, like industrial music, but he's a really great guitar player, and he can play more than just that. That's just his own personal thing. One of my best friends in the world is Jeff Scott Soto, who's a fairly famous vocalist who's a little bit older than I am. He is known for singing with Journey, The Boogie Nights, Soul Circus, his own solo thing of Jeff Scott Soto, and his early days claim to fame was being the singer for Ingve Malmsteen, who's a famous guitar player. He's going to be singing some backgrounds for me, which is awesome. Yeah, you you can't you can't go you know you you pull out Journey and you're like okay done you know (laughs) (laughs) reputation set done let's keep going yeah Jeff's an awesome singer he's 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 a great guy and then we have Aubrey Richmond on violin who's also a longtime friend of mine she plays with a ton of country artists she also plays in Fat Strad which is four female artists playing 
violins doing various types of, I guess, pop music. I'm not sure. Done instrumentally on violin. That's cool. So it's pretty cool. They play all over the place in Vegas and up and down the coast of the west. Of She plays all over. She also goes to Nashville. She plays with country artists like Jason Charles Miller. I, mm-hmm. Jason Charles Miller. Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. Yeah. So she's all over the world playing violin and she's going to be laying down string parts on some of the songs for me as well which is great yeah if you if you don't know who jason charles miller is um he's done some stuff with geek and sundry he's done um he did the gamer girl country boy song with felicia day so he's pretty he's pretty rad you know better you know more than i do (laughs) (laughs) and i've met the guy (laughs) you know music you got the music i got the geek (laughs) I used to have the geek. I'm losing my geekness. Aww. It's unfortunate. You can always get it back. I oh, I need to. I'm <laughs> working on it. I'm Bring you to Comic Con. It. It's like a five five thousand jolt of geek. You know, you're good for the next five years. <laughs> I'm still considered a geek to many by my in depth knowledge of a lot of technology and my usual ability to pull odd facts out of my butt. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you often, I can see you on Twitter often talking about Apple and the next thing. And, and you know, it's not just music for you. It's You've got a lot of interests going on. Yes. Including eating well, which I think is cool. I like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for me. It is. It, it makes sure that you can play music for many years to come. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, so... People who are interested in the Pledge Music, you can go to Jody's website and sign up for his email newsletter. You get free music, which is awesome. Yes. And right now, the free song is a song where I'm poking fun at Taylor Swift. Yes. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself like singing it uh, while I'm walking around, and uh, I have to be careful because singing Maybe You're the Problem in a crowd is not usually a good idea. <laughs> you get weird looks. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm wondering how many people would do that. What? Sing it. Sing Maybe You're the Problem. <laughs> it's not me, dude. It's you. It's you. It's you. Maybe you're the problem. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a really fun song. Pokes fun at, at Taylor's love life, which, you know, all in good fun. All all very silly. Yes. Unless you're reading the comments on YouTube and then you're wondering <laughs> what's wrong with people. <laughs> never, never read the comments on YouTube. I worked on YouTube for a while, and I, I've learned not to read the comments. <laughs> well, i got to participate a little bit. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, I, there's, a great, there's a great story about, you know, you just watch the most wonderful thing on YouTube, and it's so uplifting and everything, and then you read the comments, and it's all destroyed. Silly people. Yeah. People on YouTube. I don't know. I don't know what it is about YouTube in general, but it makes well, me. Well, it's cool. not just YouTube. It's everywhere. Well, <laughs> YouTube I... especially. YouTube especially is just like, I don't know. They're just extremely dumb and mean um, for no good reason. I hear you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm very excited about your Pledge Music project, and I will be pledging, even though I'm helping, I'm helping with it. <laughs> that makes me put, I just put my fists up in the air <laughs> in a, a moment of triumph. Yay. That's a good sign. (laughs) That's actually quite funny when you think about it. It's like, I'm helping out with the project, and I'm donating. Yes, and I'm donating. Yes, I I work with Albino Dragon, and you guys will hear an interview with them next week, but uh, I did the same thing. I get all the Kickstarter updates from them. I'm just like, yeah, I'm helping, and I'm 
buying all this stuff because it's cool. So <laughs> even better. Even better, yes. So the address on that, I guess, that should be thrown out there is jodywhitesides.com forward slash pledge. Yes, and it's J-O-D-Y yep. Whitesides, just how it sounds. And I'll have a link on the show notes for everybody so you can get it. And links for Jody's music that you should listen to and read and watch and go to YouTube and watch and things like that. And share and become supportive of and be <laughs> a member too. Yes, and, and be as... Uh, as evangelistic about Jody Whitesides as I am. <laughs> uh, well, do you have any final thoughts before we go? Yes, I do. What would you like thoughts on? <laughs> Anything you want, Jody. I have plenty. <laughs> uh, beyond the television stuff, I've also done film trailers and video games. Wow, that's awesome. So, and I'm getting street cred for being like a hip hop producer. As I just got the contract signed for a hip-hop track that I wrote that will be going into the soundtrack for the final Michael Clark Duncan movie before he died. Ooh. Wow. So how's that for cool? That's, that's pretty cool. You got, you got some definite cred now. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to turn my ball cap sideways now and throw up a, like some kind of weird symbol. With you have head. to Instagram yourself with, sh- with like all of the designer tennis shoes now. Which I'll is have what to go to the store and get them. Yeah, hip-hop artists do. Maybe I could just go to the store, try them on, and, and take an angle of the shot. Right. Where I, I'm not in the store, per se, and you see my nifty shoes. Right. Look at, look at my street cred shoes that I did not <laughs> buy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, it's fun talking to you, Jody. And again, everybody go to jodywhitesides.com, sign up for the email newsletter, get maybe you're the problem um, stuck in your head for free. Yes. <laughs> and then get it stuck in someone else's head too. Yes. Be like the old commercial that was like, I told two friends and they told two friends and so on <laughs> and so on and so on. And so on. Yes. Not not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, we'll be back with more Quadruple Z next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Quadruple Z is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplec.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0, United States License. Quadruple Z is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send email to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplec.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0 United States License.
Girl. Gah. Yay, me.